So when I, yeah, I'd, I'd run past this house and I had a little Santa Claus decal mm-hmm. on the front of the house. But it was Santa, like, creeping into the house, um, looking over his shoulder, saying, shh, like, with his finger up, going, shh. But it looked like he was just kind of poking out his bum and going, <laughs> like, put his pursed lips, like, ooh, look at my bum. And I really wanted to take a photo of that. But <laughs> I was always running past in the daytime. I didn't want to be caught taking a photo. No, of that's fair enough, yeah. In my sweaty clothes. He's like, ooh, I'm Santa. I think you made the right choice. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I'm regretting it now. <laughs> It'd be a good photo to have, wouldn't it? I could have tweeted it and someone could have liked it. <laughs> Ultimate validation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, let's let's whip it on. So, Luke, when does James arrive here? Ah, oh, Dave. What? You're not you're not telling me again, are you? He texted me again last night, uh, profusely apologizing. He has It'd better have been profusely. He was profuse. Okay. Very profuse. Probably the profusest I've ever seen is it? someone. Yeah. Right. When you have that sort of profusity, <laughs> you have to cut in some slack, don't you? Uh, so he said, hang on, I'll, I'll get my phone out. He basically can't walk, I think. He didn't want to drive. He said driving's dangerous. Uh, he's cancelled a trip to Sydney. He can't come in. I assumed he cancelled the trip to Sydney so he could come onto our podcast. That's the, that's the impression I got. Oh, yeah, okay. then he yeah. back, yeah. Um, but I'm a little bit concerned. Why? Go on. Because, you know, we were saying last week how much he does for the, the craft beer scene in, in Melbourne. I think that's universally accepted that, uh, yeah. And if he's out of action, you know, if he's bowed up a, on the couch or in bed. Where does progress come from? Yeah, and uh, are people going to get spooked that, you know, who's going to drive craft beer? Who's going to be the the cheerleader who craft beer rising his event that he's going to plug good oh, I assume that's going to be cancelled I assume isn't it is, it, is that what's going to happen if he's on, on his back maybe if people get wind of it they might be panic will set in yeah and like well, you know you, you look at the stock market and if a, someone from a company takes ill their share prices plummet yeah exactly everyone's worried about the craft unless there's like a, a long succession plan yeah that's going to affect the price of the market and everyone's worried about the craft beer bubble and that bubble might burst with James going down. Dear, oh dear. So, what could, oh, I feel like we're in the studio talking about beer. What yeah. can we do? Well, look, can we, we do anything? We'll edit this this out later on. But I think if we pretend, like we we could do it, one of us could do a British accent and pretend we're him, people aren't going to get spooked. And oh, gonna, I see. Because most of the idiots who listen to this aren't going to know the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're going to be like, oh, well, James is in the studio and everything's okay. And we promised it, so we might as well just yeah. So. Do you can you do a um British British accent? I can I can try. I don't I'm not really good at accents. What about like all right mate, you want some kippers? That's that sounds kind of English to me. What, I think yeah, that's all right. What do you got? Where, where is he from? He's not from the north, is he? England. London, England. Yeah. British. Is England. he from London? Or I have is no he... idea. Oh, okay. Well, what have you got? So, so James, why don't you tell us about craft beer rising? Let me tell there <laughs> about an outstanding beer event I've got planned. I think that's Scottish. Is it? <laughs> Northern, right? I don't know. Do you want to go to a Beatles show? The Beatles are playing at the cabin. Oh, right. <laughs> so that's, I think... That's How about a scotch bad. egg? You want to eat a scotch egg? All I know is food yeah, and music. Okay. Let's just roll with that. Okay. <laughs> as long as we ask him questions about food, we're okay. <laughs> Morning, Dave. Morning. Are you uh, well? I'm pretty well. How are you? You've been hungover this morning. Um, I'm not, I feel good. I just have a little bit of a rasp mm, today. The yeah. raspy hangover. Is it voice. a dulcet tone? I don't know what constitutes d- dulcetness. No, dulcet's more rounded. Velvety and yeah. yeah, yeah. So What's the raspy? It's um, raspy. Jagged, rusted. Jagged. Husky. Yeah, I don't or know. Husky. If I wanna, don't know if I want to really be conveying. <laughs> Huskosity across the airways. So uh, our cold opening just then alluded to the fact that James from Crafty Pint 
won't be joining us again this week. Um, we so, w- I mean, you may have been fooled into thinking he was in the studio, <laughs> and that was part of the bit. Yeah, we that was the, on purpose. Like we 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 were doing that on purpose, but he's not actually going to be joining us. That so. was us. Yeah, it was yeah. it was yeah, just Luke and me, just doing the voices. So it might have fooled you. I've got the facial expressions, and I can do I can see Luke doing it, but that was actually just voices being put on. But fear not, we have actually um, hooked. So, pretty tantalising guests come up to come up in future episodes of this podcast. So yeah, so stay tuned. So we won't be able to get James in before Craft Beer Rising, which is why he's going to come in. Yeah. Um, but we've got some an exciting guest lined up in about wait. two months' time, I think. Uh, they're in about. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty pumped. I'm not going to lie, but we won't. We won't give it away just yet. Do you reckon it might be an extended episode, perhaps? See how we go. We could make it a double feature. Yeah. I wish we discussed it earlier before we went on air. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Craft Beer Rising, which is why James is going to come in, is coming up on the 22nd of February all around Australia. Um, loads of events, local events, check out the website. Just every day, more keep popping up. So yeah, Everyone's yeah, getting involved. It's going to be good. But, um, but there's stuff happening. Your nearest good bar, bottle store, brewery will be doing something. So get on board, get involved. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fun day. Um, and James, get well. Get well, James. We we we've, we've sort of pretended that we're irritated, but we're not really. Yeah, we understand. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather he was healthy than suffer through our podcast in pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dave, what's been happening? Um, it's been a bit quiet on the old beer front for my good self. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can really refer to yourself as your good self. I think other people. No, I'll, I'll, we'll allow it. Okay. Um, a couple of when was it? I got. Oh. I don't even know. This year's gone so fast already. Since the last sode, I um, went to the Feral Tap Takeover at Ale House Project. They had Barico Karma, I believe. Oh, did they I ever? Still haven't tried that. Oh, are you joking? Uh, it would be what, a ter- terrible you, joke. Were you aware that it was on? Yes, we had a something that evening. Okay. That's disappointing because that like, is a serious beer. Oh, because you didn't go to Gab's, did you? No, I missed out on Because you were Gabs. in. Uh, Belgium. Yeah, that's we're going you, to Belgium. Yeah, so you were limiting your uh, expenditure. Yes. In order so to, was it uh, tasting as good as you remembered it to taste? Uh, better. Whoa. Because I only had a sample of it at, sure. um, at Gab's. And mm. I think I might have had it since then. Mm. And I don't know, but it's just an outstanding beer. Nice. And there was a pig on the spit going down, I believe. Pig on the spit. I went after work, so I finished work at four o'clock usually. So I just went for a friend of mine... Um, said, let's go to Ale House for a bit of feral work. And I said, all right, I'm up for one or two beers after work. Uh, and then when I found out that the pig was on the spit, I was disappointed because I wasn't going to be hanging around for dinner. Uh, and it's, and they were preparing it right next to us. And yeah, it looked right. absolutely delicious. And with little um, twisting, yeah. I ended up staying for dinner and had just some succulent pig on the spit that was absolutely magnificent. So there's pretty exciting news that's come out uh, from the Ale House that... Oh, this is so good. Like, if this place couldn't... Like, you'd think it couldn't get better, mm. but once you... I don't think it's a scoop, but so once the, you like, reveal what the, this news is... The former chef from the courthouse in North Melbourne, which has changed hands recently, uh, used to be one of my favourite places for a, a pretty decadent meal with some really, really good beer. So the chef from there, um, Zoe Birch, she has gone to the Owl House Project now, and she's doing a lot of really good um, cured meats and obviously a pig on the spit and really refined pub food that's a level above. So it's really exciting to, to that she's still cooking in a beer place. Yeah, and it really like <laughs> it, it it ups the quality of that establishment, yeah. which is already pretty high. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's going to become a pr- probably a premier beer venue, Definitely. if it's not already. Mm. Um, once upon a time, I don't know if you recall, were you, I don't know if you were a part of it, the... Um, Beer Writers Guild. Do you remember when that was? No, a thing? that was sort of before. I was on the outer edges of the. Oh, okay. The well, scene, so to when speak. we had our, um, it was just pretty much a small collection of people who were writing about beer. Mm. Uh, I don't even recall what the purpose of it was, but we'd pretty much have sort of bi-monthly meetings at the courthouse, and they'd put on a degustation for us. Wow. And the food was just second. It was just second to none. It was outstanding mm. uh, and also really uh, adventurous with the wine and beer pairing with yeah, the yeah. courses um, just oh, 
so good. So this is a great move for the mm. Alhouse project. Um, and speaking, I guess, of beer and food, I went to the Rodenbach dinner at Josie Bones. Oh, yeah. Which was a four-course. We had four different Rodenbachs, five different Rodenbachs, um, original Grand Cru, two vintages, and the Rouge, uh, which I don't really like. It's the, the sweeter one. It's on berries and... Oh, so you didn't enjoy that that much? No, I've had it before and I didn't like it either. Um, I've got too, a too bottle sweet. of that and I've not had it. So it's, it, I found it really, really okay. sweet. It's nice with the dessert, I guess. Um, and that's how it was paired? Yeah. What was the dessert? I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, hang on. It was a tart with aniseed ice cream, according to our producer. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was lovely. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. A cherry tart uh, from our producer. Josie Bones, for those that don't know yet, has closed down. Pretty sad. It is pretty sad. It, I don't think it ever really found its spot, unfortunately. I, I loved it, but it didn't seem to just quite hit it off. Yeah. Um, that place. Yeah, um, I've, I've always had great times there. And so the guys, um, is Chris and Julie. Julie, yep. From, uh, they used to be on MasterChef. Uh, Julia, sorry. Thank you, producer. Um, they are, and along with Brendan, who's the brewer for mm-hmm. Boneyard, their sort of their brand. They're looking at opening a micro brewery, um, brew pub kind of venue uh, in North Melbourne, which is North really Melbourne, the place to be, yeah. Yeah, which is really near my workplace. Oh, uh, where where yeah. they said it was, um, it's probably about ten minutes walk from work from me. So Good I'll be very happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, how else? Like, uh, take us through the rest of the um, dinner, if you can recall. Like it was. Were any highlight courses? Oh, wait, that's why we went at the Our House Project. It was the same night as that. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh, Look, it, it was all a bit of a highlight. There was a really good beetroot salad that was lovely. Uh, pork belly and Rodenbach was outstanding. Um, of course, yeah. You can't go wrong with that one. Um, yeah, so it was just a, a classic sort of Josie Bones, refined but meaty um, and paired really well. Uh, I bought, a, bought some of their glassware, which I've always really liked. Um, so, yeah, I had a really good evening. Nice one. Hmm. Just while we're talking about Rodenbach, um, I'm just going to do a little shout out right. uh, to our friends at the Beer, Di- uh, Beer Diary podcast. Yes. And there was a recommendation for a little bit of, it might not be Josie Bones style pairing, hmm. but there was a recommendation of um, having a Rodenbach with fish and chips. Hmm. And that was embedded in my brain since I heard that, heard that um, particular comment. And I tried it last week. Hmm. And that is an official pairing that mm. is gorgeous so uh, can recommend yeah it's one of those things every time I've th- coming up to the weekend since hearing that I'm like oh we, we need to do that and we haven't quite got round to it yet no, uh, well I can certainly recommend that yeah I, had, I haven't got any Rodenbach at home so I need to buy some and then fish and chips doesn't sound that difficult really no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what now, else speak- is happening in well, the world speaking of sour beer uh, we've just sipping on a beer at the moment which is slightly sour yeah but it's not it's not oh, wildly sour. I would call sour. it a sour beer, but it's got a little tart character yeah, to it. so this is the Three Boys uh, out of New Zealand uh, wild plum beer. It's been in my cellar for maybe three or four months, I think. Uh, I'm not sure when it was brewed. It's got a lovely wild plum tartness on the smell. Mm-hmm. It's really refreshing, really dry. It's 40 degrees out there today, so this is... Very good beer. I'm really enjoying it. Probably, it probably, like the aroma probably suggests it's going to be a little bit more tart and sour than it, it actually is, but that's not a detractor though because it's very refreshing. Mm. You get the um, mild mild tartness, but the mm. plum's definitely there. That's yum. It's really dry. Yeah. Um, a real winner. Nice work, three boys. Nice work. I don't think we can get three boys around here at the moment either. Um, another one. Now, have they ever been... Imported. I've definitely bought them off the shelf at Purvis, whether or not that was grey or not. Not sure, but yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, one of those they they do a their oyster stout is um, magnificent. They're sort of and uh, highly acclaimed as well. Yeah, that I think in New Zealand especially that's the benchmark for uh, that style. Um, New Zealand, the home of the oyster stout. Did you is know it? Yeah. I did not know that. So, who? What's the origin? I've looked this up before and I can never remember. I'm okay. terrible at history. Um, I'll. I'll punch a link into the show notes uh, tomorrow but yeah someone in New Zealand was the first to put the old oysters in the old stout fair enough yeah. it seems mental but it, it does work though doesn't it it does work really well yeah um, 
All right, so do we have... What else did we have on that little run sheets? So stone and experience.it or experience it. Um, for those paying attention on Twitter and now it's actually gone on to Brews News and the Crafty Pint websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they were we mentioned last week they were talking about bringing in stone without actually coming out and admitting it. In between now and then they came out and said, yep, we're definitely doing it. And then Greg Cook from Stone. I think some punter sort of was just enthusing about it and uh, copied him into a tweet. Yes. And then that was responded with a rather bemused, what are you talking about? Yeah, he said like, <laughs> that no, is this is not legitimate. Yeah. Definitely no legitimate Stone in coming into Australia and the people from Experience It, uh, uh, Experience it said, hang on. Yes, there is. Hold on a second. We've secured some stock, apparently. A weird moment on Twitter where you could see everyone that was sort of following the conversation go quiet kind of thing and waiting for a bit of back and forth. There was Mm. a little bit of back and forth. They took it offline, thank God, um, and and obviously discussed it. And turns out... It's a conversation that requires more than 140 characters. Definitely. And and not in public as well. Mm. Um, So it turns out they're not bringing in stone now. I believe um, they are still working on they're it. They're working it's, towards it. It's not a closed yeah. door just yep. yet, but it's definitely not coming in um, as quickly as was probably alluded to. Yep, and there's a bit statement come out, uh, and they're saying, Stone is saying, you know, it's our fault. Um, it's a mix-up with us. You know, it's definitely not to do with experience it being unorganised or anything like that. So um, it seemed amicable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which was good. So uh, I know a lot of people are disappointed about it, I'm, you know, there's so many beers out there that I'll cope. Uh, I know you were looking forward to it, though. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. I mean, it'll, there'll be other beers out there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if you can't find a good beer right now, then find a better shop. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I I emailed uh, the experience it guys, and they sent me the statement, and it was before <laughs> the Crafty Pint and Brews News stories uh, broke, and I thought we might have had a little bit of an exclusive. And it turns out we don't. Yeah. It's just going to be the same thing that we, everyone's already heard. We could have if we had recorded like that moment and yeah. edited it and got it was it probably out. about an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> that I thought I had the scoop. That's all right. Oh, well, never mind. A couple of days late. Um, what else have we got? Let's have a look at it. So, um, Yeasty Boys, we should have mentioned this last week in our um, news update. Yeasty Boys and Young Henrys have been invited to the UK to the International Real Ale festival to mm-hmm. brew uh, scaled up batches of their beers um, the Yeastie Boys one is Gunna Matter which is the tea leaf IPA uh, I don't know what the Young Henry's one is do you it's just their their real ale oh okay yeah. cool uh, which is a great I believe, beer I don't know if it's a different hop profile like a different hop profile mm. but they are using all Australian hops oh, to okay. give it a point of difference yeah. uh, at that particular festival I really like that beer I've had it once and I thought it was a cracker well I've only ever had their beers as part of like a tap takeover mm. and I always enjoy them the natural lager yep. is really, really good for you. Like on a day like today, where in Melbourne it's 40 odd degrees, is just perfect. Um, and we were talking about this prior to the show about how no one's really talking about Young Henry's going. Everyone's talking about the Yeastie Boys. Mm. And I, we did a, an, an experiment where we Googled. Uh, uh, we Googled Young Henry's uh, Real Ale Festival. Yep. And we got one result. One result, and I think it was the Crafty Pint yeah. webpage. And I think maybe their website. Um, yeah, po- oh, I don't even know if it was that actually. But yeah, it was only it was the only direct um, matches hmm. were a couple of yeah. Australian beer news websites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we did the same search. We did Yeasty Boys uh, International Real Ale Festival, yeah. and. Just got pages and yeah. pages and pages and pages of hits. Which says something, I think, um, about the Yeasty Boys and how they go about, I think, marketing themselves, which is basically Stu um, and to some extent Sam, uh, but probably Stu's probably the, the more high-profile one, getting involved in, in social media and really um, making himself accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, as a someone that's... I've interviewed Stu a couple of times over email and just met him you know, a couple of times and... He's so willing to help out, um, you know, get involved and chat to to people that are writing about beer. Um, so I think it's kind of a direct result of, you know, if I hear something happening with the Yeasty Boys, I know I could probably 
drops to your line and say... Oh, case in point, when we're having uh, one of our featured beers today is is indeed the Gunner Matter mm. off the back of this particular um, uh, event in the UK. And just this morning, you shot off a tweet to Stu to ask when the particular um, batch was brewed. And it's he, nice to be able to... Yeah, he hasn't replied. No, he hasn't replied. <laughs> no, 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 no. But... Um, by the time this airs, I imagine he yeah, would have yeah. he would have responded. So Any moment you. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it kind of, I think that speaks volumes about social media, and how well they're doing to get publicity by being engaging. Um, you know, you don't really see much from Young Henrys, but you know, and you're seeing more about Yeasty Boys on Australian websites than you are the Australian brewery. A lot of people probably don't even know that Young Henry's are invited, I'd, I'd say. No, exactly right. Because um, also people are saying, wow, Yeasty Boys going to the UK for this real ale festival. That's outstanding. That's like a really, that's like a landmark festival to be a part of. Mm. Um, in the same article, you'll read that Young Henry's are also going. Yeah. But no one's really talking about it. Um, and I think maybe it comes down to also Gunner Matter is probably a crowd favourite, that, mm-hmm. that beer. And it's quite a, a unique beer in the sense that it's one of the probably the only one that I've ever tasted that's got tea in it that actually tastes like the tea should be there. You smell it and go, "Oh, this makes sense," rather than yeah. going, "Oh, this is a beer with tea in it." It's one of the fine aromas in the world. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to put it out there. So yeah, good work to both of them. Um, it's exciting to see Australasian breweries uh, get over there and show the Brits what for. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think I read that. Um because it's going to be it's going to be put on in nine hundred uh, venues across the UK, and Stu's going over to brew at uh, Adnams Brewery, mm. and uh, they're making a batch that's bigger than their annual yep. production. It doesn't matter if they brewed it um, in in New Zealand. So I'd be dead keen to know if it scales up effectively. That's a lot of tea. It is, isn't it? Um, a lot of tea. I think they're already. Uh, I can't think of who the tea company is, but I think they're already their biggest customer in their portfolio. Yep, they are. Um, who is it again? I can't think. I think it's a New Zealand tea company. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. I wish we researched it. Oh, well. Mm. Mm. Um, all right. And the other bit of news that we, we probably neglected last week was the Two Birds are opening up a brewery. Yeah, we really should have mentioned this last week. Moving we? out of the contract space um, and into their own space uh, in Seddon on the west side of uh, Melbourne, yeah. which is... Not too far from me. Uh, Seddon or Spotswood? Uh, Spotswood, yeah. Spotswood, sorry. Still not too far yeah. from me. But um, um, uh, it's going to be known, become known as The Nest, which I think is lovely. <laughs> uh, and good on those girls. I mean, how, they just flying. I, in terms oh, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, we just talked about Stu being accessible and open to mm-hmm. being approached. Jane is, um, you know, one of the, the brewer side of the two birds. She's the same. Um, you know, I you see her occasionally around the traps and always makes time to say hi. Um, I know I can approach her for, for a chat about beer and beer-related stuff. Or just, she's a, a great Just to shoot to the breeze, to. yeah, so exactly. Again... Both in the contract breweries, um, or soon to be not for um, Jane and and just lovely people, and shows that I don't know. It shows the the side of small brewing that I really like, um, open, accessible, and just willing to chat. Mm-hmm. And we should probably mention that Stu has alluded to a Yeasty Boys venue. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. In the near future, uh, like a small brew pub. Um, oh man, think of that. Maybe in Auckland, not Wellington. New Zealand. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. Well, Sam is based in Auckland. Sam is yep. in Auckland, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a definite. He kind of hinted at it in one of the articles that I read. Gee, that would be a good place to go, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be fun, I imagine. So good, yeah. Hmm. Uh, also, just while we're uh, recapping on things that we uh, that we probably overlooked last week, <laughs> I had a good laugh when we left the studio. We um, mentioned in our... Uh, non-beer recommendations a little bit of NBA and we speculated whether Carmelo Anthony might be a popularity vote because he hasn't had an outstanding season as we were speaking he was dropping 62 points which is a Knicks franchise record yeah scoring. probably one of like, the best game of his life um it still doesn't excuse the fact that he got into the... Yeah, no, no, no. I, we, vote, I, I, I think we was, still stand by our, our comments, but it's very, very uh, unfortunate uh, timing on our part. Yeah, nice work, Mallow, you sure. <laughs> yeah, come on, Mallow. Yeah. Toe the line, son. Yeah. The I guess the last thing 
I, I, we want to talk about is probably what we're going to unpack in our main segment to some extent is um, Brewdog releasing their anti-gay beer um, which is pro-gay because it's satirically anti-gay it's uh, tongue in cheek yeah. we'll unpack that a bit further that's probably going to be our main segment um, yeah should we come back in, in a few minutes and a few seconds sorry and uh, do that they don't know how long it could be could be hours it cool. won't be I've got things to do today yeah all right. See you soon. All right. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks, man. What do we have in our glasses at the moment? We have just poured the Yeasty Boys Gunner Matter, the aforementioned... Oh, I just had a smell and it's <laughs> divine. So this... I, I think this bottle's about six months old now. Maybe a little bit less. Um, you couldn't no, tell it's, it's on the aroma. It's probably pretty old, but yeah, it smells um, amazing. Look, the reason I, I did put it away in my cellar was um, I don't like it too fresh. Uh, every time I've had it fresh, it's just the Earl Grey gets a bit much for me, um, and it's, I get it, find it a bit harsh. And I've had an older one once that it kind of mellowed out to sort of more rounded and apricotty and, and lovely. So I thought, well, I'll stick a bottle away. Um, Hold on a second. Are you suggesting that Stu's beers are best when they're not quite fresh? Fresh is not best is uh, one of Stu's mantras, I believe. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, it's tasting pretty good right I now. Couldn't, I could just not drink this and just smell it for the rest of the show. It's tasting really good, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoyed that that taste that I just had. Yeah, it's more rounded, mm. more subtle. Yeah, it it seems to be more drinkable to me. Um, I last time I had it, they're actually like quite different beers. Yeah, because this is different to anything that I've had of this particular beer. Because I can't, I can't keep kind of matter. I mm. just drink them because. So what are you noticing? Difference wise, yeah, uh, less intense. The aroma is still as intense as any batch that I've had, mm. but the um. Intensity on the palate is reduced down. Maybe not reduced, but it's sort of just like incorporated into the rest of the beer a lot more. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that soapy, soapiness that I find from fresh one. Fresh one, I don't think I could drink a whole pint. Six months, I could drink it all day. Also, um, it's still quite bitter, but it's a lot. The hop flavor has died down a little bit, and that probably is probably a, uh, it improves the overall experience. Hmm. I would have thought. Hmm. As we speak, I've just got an email from uh, from Young Henry's about oh, right. their festival. So, uh, so Dave, what do you got from Young Henry's? Um, basically, I just uh, sent them an email. Uh, I don't know what was it yesterday, maybe or mm. maybe possibly Thursday. Um, just because we haven't heard that much, I wanted to just find out a little bit about uh, how. Well, well, let's have a look at the questions that I asked. Maybe that's the way to do it. I pretty much just asked what their regular batch size of beers were versus what they were going to be doing um, for the festival and also how they were selected or how they became aware uh, of Young Henry's given that we've mentioned they're not exactly a high-profile brewery. Um, and basically what um, Richard has emailed me and advised is that uh, he's been involved with the festival twice before when he was brewing for Barron's Brewery and uh, Simon Yates, who is um, the assistant head brewer at Banks Brewery, where they're going to brew their upscaled yep. batch, um, was in Australia last year yep. for the rugby and uh, he stopped in at Young Henry's mm. and fell in love with their real ale. Great. So um, that's a great story. I think. Yeah, cool. Uh, and I, it's just go, going further on down the email, uh, they brew 1,400 litres uh, several times a week because yep. it's one of their uh, regular beers. And <laughs> this <laughs> this batch is going to be uh, 50,000 litres. Wow. So it's a slight upscale. Up, yeah. But um, yeah, they're going to be using, oh, I think it's Ella, Topaz and one other Australian hop that mm. escapes me at the moment but should be pretty tasty and yeah, great. show them poms what we're made of yeah. in uh, the little old land of Oz um, so maybe, maybe we should go and do our comedy British accents yeah right. okay that'll That's, go down well yeah I think so 
all right, so. Where were we? Oh, yeah, I got an email. That's right. Yeah, dog. so let's get back on track. Um, now, I've. I didn't really want to discuss Brewdog on this podcast just because I've. I've become a bit boorish when it comes to Brewdog because I don't like them. Um, I like the beers, but I, I just think they're a little bit dishonest with their marketing, and that rubs me the wrong way. Um, That's fair enough. And also, I don't like the whole, oh, look how punk rock we are. <sighs> I think <laughs> I think um, what is going to be interesting, well, maybe it's not interesting at all when we talk about it here, but one thing to talk about is going to be when does the line get crossed from a turn-off perspective? Because you mentioned that you like their beers. Yeah. I don't think I... There's certainly some that I enjoy more than the others, but I don't think there's any beer that I've had of theirs that I didn't like. Mm. But w- when do you get so exasperated of their um, rubbish that turns you off? Well, for me, it's probably the probably the sheer scheme that they have mm-hmm. where they're offering equity for punks and they, they're coming out saying that we don't sell to fat cats and private equity companies, which is a complete lie. Um they do, you know, they're, they're part owned by a private equity company or they've got a big chunk of ownership from a private equity company. And prior to the share offer, they sold a whole lot of shares to like the head of an oil company. Um, I think he's head of an oil company. He's a, he's a corporate fat cat, to use their own words, from their prospectus. Um, he's the definition. He's that guy from The Simpsons, who the southerner who yeehaws and shoots into yeah. the air with his <laughs> 10-gallon hat. Yeah. I, th- I think he's actually Australian uh, by birth, this guy. Um, so I find it annoying because they have really, really diehard fans, which is great. I, I'm, you know, I, and I'm, I think it's unfair on those diehard fans that they're being lied to. Like, you've got these this really dedicated fan base, and you're you're blatantly lying to them and people said to me oh but you know everyone knows that it's not actually a share offer it's just a, a club or whatever I said, but they're coming out with a prospectus they're calling it a equity for punks you can't have it both ways and say oh we're just joking they invite shareholders to the AGM every year yeah yeah, yeah. and you know it, it just doesn't sit right with me so for me that was like stop lying to your fans when you're painting yourself as this you know hero of your fans um, and I guess why we were talking about them today is the Vladimir Putin hello my name is Vladimir hello yes. my name is Vladimir their um, anti-gay slash pro-gay protest beer for the Olympics yeah I didn't follow any of that so, so, <laughs> so anti-pro <laughs> aforementioned so, uh, so basically they came out with this beer and it's in a pink packaging and the press release is like, you know, maybe after Vladimir's been wrestling with some guys, half-naked guys, he want a, a good beer. And so, you know, it's kind of this whole insinuating that there's so much homoerotica in what Vladimir Putin does and basically insinuating that he's probably gay kind of a thing um, and making it pink. And then they also said, oh, but, you know, we're, we're giving some of the proceeds to um, charity. They didn't say what charities, which I find really strange. Um, and to me, it was just one big gay joke while saying, oh, we're actually doing this as like satire. The press release is kind of off-putting, I think. But, yeah. but do you know what interested me about that? If you look, It's on their website, the press mm. release. And when you look at the comments, mm. they're all just, bravo, you guys are doing such good work. Yeah, so they, that's And their... I can't believe that they got past the goalie for so many people. Well, because like they they have a big marketing machine. They're, yeah. Like that that's pretty much how they've carved their niche hmm. with their marketing, which and is that, fine. And, and, and they also do quite well at hmm. it. Um, yeah. That uh, there's a brilliant photo they have of the punk IPA standing amongst all smashed large brewed bottles. That's like quite a clever yeah. um, concept. That's yep. quite good. I just think they got it wrong this time. But yeah, no, I've said this on social media, and people have said, you know, it's just a joke and it's satire, but the joke is a gay joke. You can't say, oh, look, at we're making these funny gay jokes, but we're pro-gay. Like, you're still making that joke. Um, and my my other issue is saying that, you know, we're, we're for this um, cause of, you know, gay rights in Russia. 
but they weren't for it six months ago. They're for it when the Olympic Games is on in Russia. Um, so, what you know, the timing is let's latch onto this event and get some publicity rather than we want to do something for a good cause because gay rights is still a cause everywhere. And, you know, it was only the, the day they released it, the Scottish Parliament um, legalised gay marriage. And they're like, oh, you know, look, isn't this great timing? It's like you weren't campaigning for it. Now you're suddenly like... The heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that just doesn't sit right with me. It's pretending you're for a cause for the sake of marketing. It's a bit gross. Yeah, it's not It's not cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dave, what do you... What do you think? I completely agree. Um, but I'm also under the umbrella of, I don't like any of that, but I still like the beer. Hmm. So, so it doesn't really affect my decision. Like, I, don't, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of Brewdog, but hmm. I still enjoy the beers. But even though I dislike the marketing, I'm not that turned off. Like I, would, I wouldn't boycott it. Hmm. Um, so how far would would there ever be a tipping point for you? Do you reckon? Uh, possibly, but I don't know. Like I haven't got there yet, so it's hard to sort of speculate what that might be. And it is hard to say things like that. You know, take a stand in these modern times when I'm sitting out holding a phone that was made in a horrible factory. Yeah, and clothes by people who were definitely clearly clearly had <laughs> been exploited. Yeah, are you saying my clothes are obviously cheap? No, well, mine certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, is this a thing, right? Let's just go tangential for briefly. Yes. Is this a thing, right? I am a cheapskate, right? And mm. I buy my work shirts at Target. Mm. And on two separate shirts that I bought recently, the bottom button is the buttonholes cut at the different angle. Is that a thing or is it just Never shoddy merchandise? That. that seems... Just really, really ordinary quality merchandise? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not an oh, I'm not an expert on men's clothes because the same it's the same button on both shirts hmm. same brand uh, I don't know it was out of the same it's made by the same monkeys I assume yeah <laughs> for me you know I am really passionate about beer and it's something that I actively support so I want to be supporting people that are doing things that I agree with uh, so it is it is hypocritical in a sense that you know I'm happy to probably not care too much about my phone and all that whereas I'm worried about beer which is a luxury item um, I mean I guess it's hard to be for everything mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know I think it's good to even make the stand but I just am too lazy to do it so. <laughs> um, and the other one that I've mentioned in the past I actually did a blog post about this a few months ago so kind of retreating old ground but Rogue Mm-hmm. have had some bad worker record or workers come out and say you know we're we're treated pretty badly here the rogue was founded or owned by an ex-nike executive so there's kind of that slave <laughs> labor connotation already um so I, I i don't drink rogue either and it's probably not really that much of a conscious thing i just think well it's a bit a bit icky i'm not gonna yeah that's fair it. enough and i find it a lot easier to distance myself from rogue <laughs> when I think about it it's the moral the moral compass kicking in but when it really I just don't really like many of the beers that they make <laughs> I do like the, the hazelnut hazelnut brown brown's slightly. excellent I really like um, the mogul madness which I don't know if it's such stylistically um, straight but it's like a very it's pretty much a big strong hoppy dark beer it's not a black yeah. IPA but it's like a hoppy amber, but an imperial version. That's very yeah. nice. Um, and besides that, there ain't too many that I mm. dig. Mm. I kind of like have a real issue with the pink brigade. Um, oh, they're um, ridiculous, ridiculous. Do- donut and whatever the other one is. I, I've only had I've had it twice actually, and I've liked it both times. God, just not not full bottles, just kind of sip at a bottle share I remember yeah I think we were at the same bottle share Hmm. and I was the only person who had this particular stance but I had I shared a bottle of the voodoo donut bacon maple ale years not years ago but like a long time ago and I didn't like it at all Hmm. to me it tasted like sticky burnt toffee I just didn't get any maple out of it I didn't get any bacon out of it I didn't enjoy it at all and then 
we had it and I was like I don't want any thank you I'm, no thanks I'll have whatever this is here and then everyone was getting up and about saying this is way better than I've ever had before mm. and I had it and it was worse than I than I remember <laughs> it was worse I, I was so disappointed I wasn't disappointed but I was so angry and- I'd been deceived into trying this beer again and what was this and I thought I want to clean my teeth now just in case there's any remnants of any of that beer lingering around Jeez, you're really taking a stand on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For different reasons, though, yeah, isn't it? Because no. yeah. <laughs> um, I value beer way more than human rights. That's just a joke. I don't... Uh, that's, yeah. So, do you think that Brewdog... Um, back to, I guess, Brewdog... I'm not helping. I keep going off on tangents today. <laughs> that's all right. I'm not keeping it tight. We're, we're pretty tangent... Tangent, tangential? Sorry. Tangential. I don't um, know if that's a word. Is that a word? What, what are your thoughts on their the sheer proposal? Is that, you know, are they lying or are they? does everyone kind of know that it's not a sheer? Well, it's, I don't know. Like, we don't, we don't have inside information. Mm. So everything's out there. Mm. And it's a little bit buyer beware, really. Mm. You need, to, like, if, if you're going to, I think they are attracting investors, that, like people who wouldn't normally invest. So anybody who would invest with them for any financial reasons mm. would do the research and see if they want to um, buy into that sort of thing. So it's fans. It's, it, it is fans. Fan. That's right. Uh, it's just, it might just be a little bit dishonest given the fact that a lot, I think a lot of people have bought one share mm. so they can get the discounts on the online store and yeah. at the BrewDog bar venues. Mm. Um, so it, it might be a little bit dishonest, but I think if you're going to do that, you need to do your homework. Mm. So I don't think it's on BrewDog if, if, if really, if we're going to be... Would you, yeah. obviously, obviously, I think you have some thoughts on the one. Well, I, I, yeah, I just yeah. Think, it's, I think it's dishonest. Um, and I think they're... Uh, their whole shtick is fake. Yeah. You know, no, we're pretending definitely. to be this thing that we're not. And when that's... And your, they're partnered with a lot of very, very big conglomerates, so... Yeah, um, I and mean, they've teamed up with Asahi in New Zealand to, to distribute mm-hmm. there. Um, and, you know, Asahi... And I don't think it's a bad thing, but don't tell me otherwise. Uh, yeah, I think that's my problem, because I've, I've raised this with people before, and people have come back at me and said, oh, you know, it's just business. You know, they just... They've got to get their beers out there. It's like, well, that's fine. There's the old saying uh, in New Zealand, maybe it's an international saying, don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. Yeah. Um, they're just lying about it yeah. while, while, you know, doing doing exactly what they're I think they're, oh, surely they're, obviously they're not dumb people. They're, hmm. they're, they're smart people. And I don't know if you've ever met James. Yeah, Wallace. I met James briefly. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, and he's, he's a smart guy. You can hmm. tell. Obviously, he's very savvy. Hmm. Um, but I think maybe he's, they think that people care more about their independence than people actually do. I don't think anyone could, would care if they realised there was large distribution companies mm. getting them. I mean, just tell us the truth, though. Mm. What I, I would really like to get James, if he's ever back in Australia, into the studio. Well, and- I imagine he's listening. So, James, <laughs> uh, we'll do a special uh, BrewDog edition, and yeah. we'll, just have, we'll just have a chat about the way things happen. Look, because I, I don't think they've, you know, there's, I think there's maybe four people that I know of that actively bang on about what I'm banging on about now. So I don't know if anyone's actually asked them directly about these things. You know, they're taking those sort of almost accusations of dishonesty to them because um, they don't no one really seems to care which is fine people have different priorities and it's just my little horse to ride around on um, but I'd love to to actually chat yeah, to I'd them like about to hear it. what he thinks about as it, I said yeah. he, he seems like a reasonable guy mm-hmm. um, they you know they, they do a lot for the for the beer scene no their, doubt about it their bars have lots of local beers they have lots of international beers that you can only get at their but also they also beer. celebrate local produce yeah. in the food aspect mm. of their of their beer. do you remember when they of, often put a shout out on social media for suggested locations for yeah. brewdog yeah. Um, venues and i remember about a year ago when they did that a few people here obviously <laughs> shouted out melbourne sydney melbourne yeah. and then it started a bit of a discussion going well do we want a BrewDog bar here? Yes. And I can't, I can't see how it would be bad 
to have. I think at the time I said, I don't really want one. And yeah. this is, again, I this don't is, think you dismounted off that particular horse that you were riding around on. Yeah, this is my time. own bias. Um, and I'm, I'm more than happy to admit that. And I think uh, it was Chris from Slow Bear who came back at me and said, who, you know, is a venue owner himself, mm-hmm. soon to be a, a two A venue. dual venue yeah. owner. He sort of argued back with me and said, actually, you know, they do a lot and it's probably going to be really good to race the profile and highlighted some of the good things. And yeah, I, I was probably got down off my horse for a Dismounted? Short time. Yep, dismounted. Um, you know, they, they do get people talking about good beer. Yeah, they do. And I, it's hard to argue. They're not going to have any rubbish on tap and they're only going to have good food you'd imagine so mm. it's hard to find fault with a new venue that's going to offer just good things and I probably probably should say that when I was starting out drying trying new beers uh, Brewdog Tokyo was probably one of the first that made me go oh wow this is different this is what a beer could be and um, do you know something um, again when I started out drinking beer, that was one that interested me and I enjoyed. Mm. And I hate it now. I haven't tried it for probably two Can't years. Stand it. It's so sweet. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah. Wow. But also, like, I intensely also dislike the uh, collaboration, the uh, Dark Tokyo Horizon, yep. or whatever it's called. Yep. I don't like that at all. I, I got, really don't like that. So um, I got my brother a bottle of that not this Christmas, the so last Christmas. Uh, he's a huge fan of Brewdog Tokyo. We yep. we tried it for the first time together mm-hmm. and. Basically, that's the only beer he drinks now. <laughs> um, but he comes over. That's a cracking session. Yeah. Yeah. He comes over and, you know, I share my beers with him. And I never go to his house because, you know, whatever. Um, I bought him a, this beer and thought, great, he'll share it with me. And then the next week he said, oh, I drank that beer. It was great. I'm like, come on, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's, I, I don't think that's a popular opinion of mine that, 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 I, that yeah. anyone shares with me. But I just... I cannot do it anymore. But um, I'm finding it harder to buy beers like that because I never seem to drink them. And I, if you don't like it, you're suddenly left with a whole lot of beer to drink. Mm, do you think know. they listen to much punk rock on their their daily lives? Hard to say. Mm. J- James could do. I would I like know. to ask them that as well. You yeah. know what their playlist is. That would be interesting. Mm. What's your playlist, James? Mm. What do you? What do you? What do you? chill out to or what What, what goes d- into your ears I did see one time he tweeted that he was running uh, while listening to Radiohead which isn't very punk rock but no. people like Radiohead yeah I don't but but I'm definitely the small minority on that I yeah when I was like when I was honing my musical tastes as a youngster mm. they were so ubiquitous that I just didn't really want to do it right have you done it since yeah, there's a couple of songs that are okay, but I'm just not interested. Yeah. One thing I always find funny to, funny to say is that I really like the song Creep, which is honest. Mm-hmm. I do like that song, but Radiohead fans, I understand, don't think it's oh really a good song. It's almost treated as non-canon, you know, not part of their repertoire. It's an anomaly on the Radiohead thing. Okay, We've kind of got right. a bit off topic here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot we were recording, actually. Um, yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I I would love for for people to to reply to um, this discussion uh, if you're listening. And yeah, what do you think? You, if you disagree, um, yeah, let's. let's do you care? Like, yeah. is that is it on your radar? The yeah. fact that they might have questionable, um, well, marketing practices mm. or just overall practices because that's really like fundamentally, mm. it's what sets them apart. Might not be that honest. So mm. um, let us know what you think. I have to admit, Dave, I was really hoping you'd take a counterpoint to to me on this. It's I just I'm. It might be evident that rather than a counterpoint, I've got more of a eh, point. right. I don't care point. Yeah, but I, it's interesting to discuss though. I even had rebuttals in my head. Did so, you? Yeah. Go on. I'd like to hear. Like, why don't you just? No, it needs it needs that belt. Look, no, no. Look, why don't you counter yourself with what you thought I was going to say, and then rebut back to yourself? I think this is. Getting, and I will nod. This will get too meta. Um, <laughs> look, uh, people quite often. I, I've got an idea. Keep yeah. your rebuttals handy for when the, the hundreds of people that listen to this well, podcast shoot back at you, and you can reply straight away. Well, uh, yeah, I think people are going to probably shoot me down pretty easily when I get on a high horse. I leave myself open, and this happens quite frequently to uh, some pretty easy 
replies. So, yeah, if you're sitting here thinking Luke's a moron, this is why they're... Was let the us know. Yeah, please, let me know. Um, I love discussion. This is why we're doing a podcast. Mm. So tweet or email Luke at Ale of Time. Or talk to him in person if you Senior see him. Person. Or do a blog post if you've got a blog. This is why Luke's wrong. Or hand a letter to a man on a horse mm. who will deliver it to Luke. Pony Express. Yeah. We'll see you in a sec. Two hundred ninety eight, two hundred ninety nine, three hundred. What are you doing? Oh, sorry, just in that break, I just did three hundred push ups. Wow, so, uh, I feel pretty good. Yeah, good. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep, uh, keep fit yeah. when you're podcasting yeah, and drinking beers. Yeah. How's your uh, gonna matter holding? It's up, all gone. It was delicious, mm. and I loved it. And I want to have. I wish I didn't drink it so fast because I want more. I'm, I really wish I hadn't shared the bottle. Yeah, no, <laughs> fair enough. That was a cracker. Um, yeah, wow. Hold on to your gonna matter team yeah do it that's really good um i reckon we've probably uh stretched this as far as we can probably stretch it so how about we do a little bit of uh, a recommendation for the, the the listeners to um look out for this week what do you reckon what say you uno momento please dave okay well maybe um, i'll do uh do my recommendations and you can uh, have a look at whatever you're doing at the moment i'm gonna do uh i mentioned earlier that i went to uh, the Alhouse project lo- I don't know, last week for the feral tap takeover that was occurring, and a, one that I sort of probably ignored. Just I don't know, maybe because I'm. It's a little bit of the ADD sort of thing. When something comes out that is not really really interesting, I tend to put it in the back of the mind. But with when they released the Sly Fox into their regular range, I sort of didn't really pay too much attention to it, but. I had it uh, at the Alehouse, and that's a like a really that's probably my it gets my vote for the premier sort of summer beer that comes out in this country because it's simple, it's tasty, it's refreshing, and I would drink pints and pints and pints of it. So, if you haven't had the Sly Fox from Feral yet, go and do it because mm. it's fun and it's enjoyable. And I, it, I imagine I don't imagine that we have too many Northern Hemispheric listeners, so it's probably hot where you are. Have a feral sly fox. It's yum. Now, just on the topic of summer beers, um, Mountain Goat, their summer ale, mm-hmm. which has been quite the quite the hit, mm-hmm. I believe, in cans. Yep. Um, someone asked them yesterday, is, is any more going to be available for the Golden Plains Festival, mm-hmm. which, for those that aren't aware, is a, a three-day festival, music festival, where you camp and you can take your own beer, as long as it's in cans. And... Um, take your own seats and enjoy the you know one stage of, of incredible music. And someone said, are there going to be more cans available for Golden Plains? And they said, oh, we're not brewing it again this summer. Really? Which I find pretty interesting because we're only just getting summer. We've got... There's plenty of summer left. Yeah, yeah I feel like we've had maybe two weeks of summer now in actual weather terms. And we've got a whole lot of hot weather coming up. And I actually bought a whole bunch of goat cans last night I saw it's, some last night it's really good yeah it's really good. I didn't buy them but I thought okay it's, it's still around yeah. I thought that was an interesting um, decision to not I imagine that they'd sell as much of it as they brew at this time of year and looking at Golden Plains um, the, the type of festival it is you know it's not a cheap festival to, to get a ticket it's like 300 bucks now and so the kind of people are going clearly want to spend a bit more money on things you know uh, I'm guessing inner city kids with disposable income and from my experience at the festival I've been a few times um, lots of sort of older you know might have a couple of kids there as well and it's a really relaxing but people aren't really doing it on the cheap um, I guess some people are but you know it's a more of a boutique festival we can say a craft festival a craft festival yeah. um, so people are probably willing to spend a bit more on goat cans versus some VB so it's perfect marketing for them I think that is interesting because mm. like it, the demand is so high mm. like anywhere that has it doesn't have it for long mm. so you'd think that surely they make money off it right mm. you'd think that they would just want to do that if they can do, do you know where they do where the canning facility is I do but I don't want to say for s- one reason not okay. because it's a secret 
Because um, you want to use that, it's up your sleeve for a later rebuttal? Is that the reason why you uh, Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll ra- we'll raise it um, probably in the next episode why I'm not saying it okay. will be revealed. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting decision. Yeah. Anyway, recommendation, right. Sly Fox. Yeah, it's really good. Have you had it before? Yes, once. I can't really remember it. You know what? The other thing uh, is... I think I had it after a, an IPA. Um, and it sort of diminished the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it didn't, didn't hold up. Um, it was a cold day as well. Yeah, okay. It's not quite ideal for mm. it. So, I'm going to recommend... I, I actually didn't really have a recommendation at all. Uh, I haven't even drinking a whole heap. Recommendation on the fly. But last night, I got a hot tip on a, um, a bottle store near me. Uh, that was a th- it's a thirsty camel bottle store, which is a chain here in Australia. I don't know how widely and in Australia. I don't know either, but it's pretty terrible. Like yeah, across the across the board, it's pretty so much VB and Carlton. Something I've always associated with with pretty average beer, and mm-hmm. you might get. You're not going to tell me you've got a treasure trove in a thirsty camel, have you? Yes. Um, so someone tweeted they'd found some Moon Dog, and I knew they lived in my suburb or near my suburb, and I said, you know, where did you get this from? And they said, oh, this. Thirsty Camel in Seddon. I mean, not in Seddon. No. Don't go no, there. No, no, no. Um, and I'm like, well, I know that one. And there's a, a boutique wine store across the road, which I we normally go to, that has a decent range of beer. Not a, a, an amazing range. And I've always looked at this other one and gone, that's probably a bit rubbish. Yeah, I've Won't made the right there. decision here. Suckers over there. Yeah. And then, so we wandered in last night and I walked out with, some stone and wood, which it was a hot day, and we wanted to. to also, uh, it's a little bit uh, scarce at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the newest batch. Um, so Emma, Emma was pretty keen on getting that on a hot day, and I could not disagree with that. Um, picked up a couple of bottles of Moon Dog. Which uh, ones, by the way? Sorry. The Love IPA. Oh, the Apricot. Apricot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's like a. That's a pretty dangerous beer. That's smooth. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I didn't get a lot of apricot. I got a bit of apricot. I just. Didn't seem completely drink together small, for though, me. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I did drink it pretty nine quickly. and a half percent. Yeah, it goes down pretty. Oh, nine and a half. Yeah, I would have said six. Yeah, I exactly. didn't actually read the mail. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, the sorry, not the mail, the the label. Um, oh, that makes a bit more sense. Mm. Um, I still didn't really enjoy drinking it, uh, which is is probably just a palate thing rather than a, a flaw or anything. Uh, and then I got a Northern Hemisphere Harvest from Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Which, I don't know how fresh that is. Mm, I haven't seen it in a while, so probably... But it's tasting really good. Like, I wish I had got another bottle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also at the shop, they had sort of a few Belgians, Belgians, a lot of British beers that I didn't really recognise or I don't, I'm not that familiar with. Um, good find. Yeah, so... Good find in... Uh, unnamed suburbs. In St Albans. <laughs> but I guess my tip is um, to... You know, if you've got a, a dodgy-looking bottle shop around your neighbourhood, just have it's a wander in. You never know what you're going to find. The other, the same person actually tweeted that they'd found a bottle of beer at El Borgo at a BWS store, which is another chain, mm-hmm. at High Point, which is the notoriously wow. bad shopping centre. So, yeah, take well, a wander. Well, um, it's a decent, it's decent wine store in my house, but it's... Not great for beer, mm. but recently they have the biggest range of two meter tall yeah, products well. that I've ever seen in one in one place, mm. um, as well as a whole bunch of other pretty interesting stuff. Mm. And they've got like an old like like a, do you remember? I can't think of how many. It's probably only been in, in small bottles for one vintage, I guess. But they've got old vintages of Beelzebub's jewels from Holgate. Oh wow! In the big bottles, yeah. yeah. So, um, how much are they charging for it? I think it's sixty-five, which is pretty much standard for that. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's yeah, it's probably worth more now, given that there's a little bit of time behind those. Films. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, my recommendation is just wander, take a little bit of a peep. Doesn't doesn't cost you anything if yeah. you're wandering past doesn't a hurt the store. You. Um, and you might you might really get lucky. I guess again today we wandered into a a place in Yarraville that I thought sold beer and they had a little special spin and I got a couple of bottles of Duval for five bucks each. No worries Which is a pretty all. pretty reasonable deal. That'll work. Um, and Duval, yeah, might have been a bit old, but I'm guessing it's going to hold up okay. So yeah, just take a little bit of a peep in your nearest store and see what you can find.
Yeah, have a little bit of a look around. So you never know what you might find. Yeah. Um, do you have a non-via recommendation today? I certainly do. So I did a bit of research recently into music uh, cloud services mm-hmm. and settled on Spotify, yep. which at first I didn't really like. I found it a bit clumsy to use. Um, but I've been using it for about two weeks and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I've been a bit of a rut with my music for probably the last two years. I've listened to maybe the same five albums mm-hmm. Repeatedly, Wu Tang a lot, Bomb in the Music Industry, who are a, a punk band, and the Bronx, probably about all I listen to for yeah, here and there. Do you think the Mariachi El Bronx is a ridiculous? I love the Mariachi. Oh, El so Bronx. do I. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, massive fan of, of what they did there. Did you see them when they were out at the Forum a couple of years ago? No, I saw them when they first toured as Mariachi El Bronx. So, what they did before. The album was even released here. Um, they did a show where they opened for themselves <laughs> as Murray H.L. Bronx. And then they had another band, and then they had the, them. And you can see they're a little bit bemused that the whole crowd knew the words when the album hadn't actually been released here yet. But a really, it was a re- one of the best shows I've ever seen. If people haven't ever seen the Bronx live as, as the Bronx, holy hell, you've got to check that out. It's a really intense show. Um, Emma's not a fan of their music, but she'll go to a Bronx show awesome um i've seen them a couple of times the the singer just really gives it everything and i know a guy um was chatting to a guy about it who saw them before they were big yeah and there was like 12 people in the in the crowd and he said they still just put on the same show so i saw them the first time before you know they kind of were were known um at all and the crowds between the first and the second time were was such a different crowd I think they might have been on a, a motocross video or something at some point because there's a lot of dudes who are quite big wearing like Jack Daniels <laughs> jackets. And I'm like, man, Classy, when, yeah. when did all your fans get so huge? <laughs> this is terrifying. Um, um, so the first show was all like rockabilly fans. It was kind of bizarre. Yeah, that's quite a big uh, divide between two groups. Yeah, right? but yeah, they're really good. But the music service Spotify has got me pretty interested in music again. I have a pretty varied taste in music as it is. I'll, I mean, recently I had a bit of a... Nicki Minaj binge, uh, much to Emma's distaste. Um, turns out I really like Nicki Minaj. Really? Um, and then, you know, recently I've been listening to The Clash a lot, rediscovering how much I enjoy them. And Spotify's great for it. It comes up and it says, hey, you listen to this, you might enjoy this. And my first reaction when that happened, I was like, you don't know me. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And, Spotify. Then, I, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I was like, hey, this is, this is really good. That's and I've cool. spot, I've picked up maybe three or four artists that I'd never heard of that I really like now. i putting together some good running It's also playlists. good, um, it's a good service when you are like exploring music. Because yeah. like fairly recently, I've been bitten hard by the blues bug. Hey. And not knowing a great deal about it, Spotify is excellent. So you're a Spotify user? In. Yeah, recent converts. Yeah. I've had some really enthusiastic recommendations mm. for it. So mm. I thought... Well, if it's if people are giving me such a pump up for Spotify, I better give it a go. Yeah. What, um, what blues have you been listening to? Uh, I'm a sucker for blues. Yeah. Well, a, like a lot of like old traditional yep. Sunhouse. Uh, nice. Yeah. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Have you been listening to Robert Johnson? Though? Yes. Yes. I love Robert Johnson. Yeah. I'm a fan of Classic. his. Um, we went and saw C6 Steve a while ago. Have you no. listened to He's a... You should check him out. He's fun. Um, yeah. He makes all his own instruments. Does he? He's an old crusty That's guy. That's outstanding. Um, and he played with... John Paul Jones. Did he? For, um, and Brilliant. it wasn't part of the bill. It was just a show at the corner, and then he's like, and here's John Paul Jones. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, isn't that the guy from Wizard? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and they did a couple of, well, he played the mandolin mostly, uh, electric mandolin, and they did a duet, um, a cover of um, Kathy's Clown by the um, Everly Brothers, which was just amazing. I think you can find a, their version of that on YouTube somewhere. Uh, it's really worth looking up. It was That's amazing. very cool. Um, so, yeah, check out season I had something else to say then, and I've forgotten what it is. Oh, sorry. No, no. Non-beer recommendation? Oh, right. Uh, what was that, I guess? I had one lined up. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, currently airing on Foxtel, if you have it. Uh, it's an old documentary. When I say old, I think it originally aired in 2010, but it's called Through the Wormhole mm. um, with uh, narration by Morgan Freeman. So... Even if you don't care about anything 
in the actual show, I imagine people must be entertained just hearing Morgan Freeman's voice. So I can recommend. It's only been one episode aired uh, in on Foxtel in Australia, but it's sort of uh, existential musings. The first episode was creationist versus well, quite aptly timed with the recent debate with um, yeah the creationist scientist debate recently mm. with Bill Nye. Um, but yeah, pretty much a little bit of a back and forth, but very pretty much just philosophical debate um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it so mm. if you have Foxtel watch it I think it's Wednesday nights at 7.30 on Discovery Science otherwise definitely don't get it illegally because that's illegal uh, mm. but buy a uh, official DVD from wherever you get to download it off films. the internet off one of those movie exactly right but um, there's legal movie sites legal movie yeah. sites yeah yeah nothing illegal we don't advocate anything like that um, but highly enjoyable Morgan Freeman's voice is Golden and, and soothing. Dulcet, uh, not husky. No, definitely not. Dulcet's definitely the right word. Great. All right. Are we done? I think so. Uh, Wait a minute. Do we have to? Do, is there anything that we've forgotten? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not hinting at anything. I'm just trying to make sure we don't forget <laughs> anything. Uh, I'm off to the local tap house after this to go to their cask event where they've got ten different cask beers. Rock the cask bar. It's like good oh. wordplay. So uh, yeah. I mentioned The Clash before. I, that hasn't been one of the songs I've been no. listening to. Um, I like the song. Don't you, don't you think that's good wordplay? It is uh, pretty good, yeah. It's going to be... What's, there's some pretty interesting... There are. Beers on cask, if I'm not much mistaken. I'm looking forward to the Bridge Road Bling. It's got oh, some yes. dry hopped in the, the cask. Um, there's a Riverside Amber 2.0. I'm not sure what that involves. Oh. Yeah. Uh, barrel fermented hop hog. But it's a 40 degree day, so... Yeah, it's, it's not, not be ideal, so much fun but um, cask, but it'll still be pretty tasty, I imagine. Yeah, what else am I doing, huh? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's kick this in the guts. All right, done. So yeah, end credits.